and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Fundamism Podcast. What? Another edition? Yeah, he's back. And I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. You know why? Because I know, I know, I know, I know you're going to like it. Listen, it's been a bit, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, I missed you. But I'm going to be honest in telling you that my, my podcasts have just become boring to me. Like it was just, I was just bored. Like the thought of doing a podcast was just boring. And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to come up with a new format. I'm going to focus all of my energy on FU. <laughs> What's that, Paul? I'm so glad that you asked. Fundamism University, more to follow. And uh, I'm going to come back as uh, fired up and as enthusiastic as ever. And boy, do we have a gentleman on today's podcast that is going to help solidify that whole phenomenon today with us. But before I introduce that gentleman, I'd like to shout out our sponsor, Charlie Hustle. Charlie Hustle is absolutely amazing, doing huge things in the Kansas City community and beyond. I myself just played in a golf tournament, the Buck O'Neill Golf Classic, um, brought on by the uh, Negro Leagues Museum and one Bob Kendrick. And the team was donated to me by whom? Charlie Hustle. So if you know nothing about Charlie Hustle, uh, our phenomenal partner and just amazing crew, please visit charliehustle.com. Now, it is my great pleasure and with the utmost excitement that I introduce our guest, a pillar of fitness, a pillar of health, a pillar of humor, and just an all around great dude. This guy is a personal trainer. I've crossed paths with him for years and years at Lifetime Fitness. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Cassidy Anderson. <gasps> what's good, Cassidy? No, seriously, what is, what's one good thing in your life right now, my friend? Uh, my kids and family, is, uh, as that's probably the usual answer for a lot of people, but no, things are great. My uh, Maverick, my five-year-old, just started kindergarten. He's super pumped. <clears throat> my oldest, Riot, he's in second grade. My baby girl, Mason, uh, she's just kicking butt at, uh, at daycare, uh, lovely wife, uh, parents are good. People in my family are good health, so I can't complain. Good job. Um, yeah. So, well, you know, you say you can't complain and there's a lot of people that say that Cassidy, but I, I see you every morning. I mean, every right. morning from the time frame of between five thirty and potentially 10, depending on my morning and how well it's going. And it's a very rare occasion that I see you without a smile or doing the damn thing. So is that is that you? Like, is that always you, or is that just the front and face that you put on at work? Uh, well, it's I'd say ninety percent me, ten percent you got to put a face on. That's true. Um, there's back in the day we had a little sticker passing around that we called it was called it just said smooth on it, and it was it said for smile and move. And I kind of took it to heart, and that's just at the end of the day, that's how you have to live your life. It's how you have to live your day. You know, you could have the just crappiest day, whatever's going on in your life. The second you open that door, no matter what you do, uh, you, you just got to shift gears and you got to inspire other people around you, no matter what you do. I don't care if you uh, work in payroll or you're, it, it doesn't matter. You, know, you can work at the DMV and everybody knows how much people love the DMV. And so, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I do. Um, I feel like if, if I were and not so good of a mood, it's going to rub off on everybody else. And the last thing I want is for my clients or anybody for that matter to leave 
my presence feeling crappier than, you know, than maybe they were having before or whatever, mm. just because of me, you know, so. Well, you certainly have that impact on me and many others, my friend. I see your clients yeah. uh, are always thoroughly engaged and, and laughing uh, and, and appear to be enjoying life even though you're putting them through a regimen of hell. Pleasure's pain, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Pleasure spiked with pain. That's a little Red Hot Chili Peppers reference. I do like that. Which begs a good question, my friend. I have so many follow-up questions about Maverick starting kindergarten, about the fitness environment, the gym environment. Uh, Crystal was a guest years ago. We talked a little bit about uh, your client approach, not you specifically, but a trainer's client approach. So I want to talk to you about all this stuff. But before we do... Let's say, let's say you walk into Lifetime and uh, 6 o'clock a.m., like you're ready to go, you're ready to tackle the day, and your ideal walk-up song comes on, like the one that just is going to allow you to tackle the day or it embodies you and everything you stand for. What's going to get you in the zone, brother? Um, I thought long and hard about this, and I have one, but I have another, and I, I have to explain. I'll, I'll give you my answer. On my way to work, I have, I, I would say that my prep, but it's like the t-shirt before the t-shirt kind of thing. Um, the song before the song. Hold on. What's the t-shirt before the t-shirt? I don't know. It's that, you know, you know, it's the whole thing. Like you don't want to ruin whatever shirt you're going to wear to the party with if, if you're pre-partying or ah, whatever. So yes. Put on maybe whatever, you know, another tea that you don't care if you spill some barbecue sauce on. <laughs> and then you put on the nicer one that you pray to God, you really don't spill barbecue sauce on. Um, but it would uh, it would have to be Country Boy Can't Survive, Hank Williams Jr. on the way to work. And that just kind of sets the mood a little bit. It's a little bit slower, wakes you up a little bit. Um, and it's all about, believe it or not, there's a lot of perseverance in there. And it, it's about kind of, you know, making do with what you have and working hard, you know, and just getting through with what you're served and just and, and all that. But the second I open that door to Lifetime or if I'm going to the real estate office, whatever, uh, I would say Baller by Wilson. And Ooh. if you haven't heard it, it's a, it's a good one. Um, it basically uh, just says, hey, I wake up, you know, I check the mirror. I look, I look damn good. Yes, you do. Uh, and you just get on and cash checks and snap necks or vice versa. Yes, whichever, cash, whichever, cash. whichever order you prefer, really. So anyways, those, those are the two. Cash checks and snap necks. I love it. So uh I got to ask the question, dude, because you brought it up. The t-shirt before the t-shirt is the t-shirt you're wearing right now. The t-shirt before the t-shirt or the t-shirt after the t-shirt. Well, this is, this is the t-shirt after. So the prior and you guys missed it. I did have to borrow a shirt from Frank. Uh, and unfortunately I didn't know that we weren't recording. So now the world knows that I did have my really comfortable shirt on, but I didn't want to get anything on it. So I showed him that it was for my friend, Frank. I don't have a friend, Frank. And but no 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 I'm gonna represent what's good uh, nation if you will yeah, that's right so here you go so Cassidy uh, is sporting the uh, the the original the OG what's good shirt from Charlie Hustle of course I gave that to him uh, probably about a year ago uh, yeah. Lifetime Fitness because this guy he literally is a light uh, in my day and as many of you guys know I, I go to the gym for mental release uh, I, I listen to great music. I get it in. I'm not an individual that enjoys like group training. And one of the things that sucks for me is I, I love like when Cassidy says, hey, I have an opening. Do you want to take it? Cassidy always shows me great stuff. But there's a part of me that I, I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to listen to music and I want to just have a good time because that's what I go to the gym for. So 
But what's interesting, there's so many different people, so many different personalities, so many different um, approaches to working out or fitness that, that you get all walks. So you and I have connected years and years and years ago. You're sporting the What's Good shirt. Who the hell is Frank? Because uh, you did come in with another <laughs> shirt on that's literally, uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, it's literally written in Sharpie under under the uh, the, the belly part, Frank. Yeah. So who's Frank? Well, I got to be honest. I made this for a party a few weeks ago, and I was Billy. Or I was yeah, I was Billy Madison. So um, I kind of had to make it, but I just figured it would just really kick off, you know, this whole thing. And plus, with you know our background and talking and having full blown conversation and movie quotes, uh, <laughs> Billy Madison being one of them, I thought it just kind of you know set the set the tone a little bit. Um, I don't have a friend, Frank. Uh, if I did, he would lend me his shirt. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd lend you my shirt. I know. And I would totally put Paul on it. I should have. I didn't think about that. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, if peeing your pants is cool, Instead you of call me, me Miles Davis. Miles you Davis, know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Hank Williams Jr., what was the name of the song? Country Boy what? Country Boy Can Survive. Can Survive. So, uh, remember, hold me accountable. I got to go back and talk about Maverick because it was Brennan. Of course, named after Will Ferrell's character in Step Brothers, uh, first day of kindergarten on Monday. So we have we have a lot to catch up on, my friend. But uh, let's talk the country boy can survive because you and I have a ton in common. Not just do we have a strong affection for movies and quotes and music and fun and the shocker hand handshakes or whatever that is. Yeah, that we do every <laughs> single day. Um, but we both hail from somewhat of a, of a small town. So where did you grow up at, uh, country boy? Um, three miles North of Emporia, Kansas, uh, had a farm, um, just outside the uh, outskirts of town there. Um, we had about 150 head of Charlotte cattle. We had, uh, mixed grains. So basically, um, can't remember how many acres, but it was, it was quite a few. We had soybean and wheat and corn and, Sometimes we did Milo, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's that's kind of what I grew up on. I had, you know, a bucket calf. I had, I didn't do any 4-H stuff. I wasn't involved in 4-H, but, you know, we just, we had chores on the farm we had to do. Um, I still went to, you know, school in the city. I wasn't like I walked barefoot to the schoolhouse down the road um, or anything like that. Uh, so that's where I born and raised there. Um, my dad worked at Bungie North America. It's a soybean processing plant. He did that the night shift, the graveyard shift, and he'd farm all day long. So this guy had, he's kind of one of my main inspirations for just working your butt off to provide for your family. Um, as he worked his way up the chain and at uh, Bungie, he was able to um, relocate us uh, to Southwest Iowa, Council Bluffs, Omaha area. So we sold the farm, moved to Southwest Iowa, a little town of Glenwood, about 6,000 people, and con continued my journey through eighth grade and high school there. Uh, graduated 05, came back to Emporia State University, which, um, don't know if you know this, it's the Harvard of the Midwest. Yeah, it is. In Midwest. the shocker. And, well, that's Wichita State. Oh, dang it. I yeah. blew it. That's okay. That's okay. They're the Hornets? What are the Hornets. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been all over the Midwest, but I mean, right there in the Midwest is, is, uh, is kind of where I, I hear, if you will. So, well, so. Let's talk small towns because uh, obviously you laid out the fact that you had a pretty strong work ethic as a young kid working on a farm. 
um, chores, as you called it, chores, if you will. <laughs> yes. Uh, and coincidentally, my, my dad used to he used to have me do all the chores, and my friends used to come over and they'd say things like, "Hey, you know, we'd ask you, we'd ask you if you wanted to stay the night, but we're fairly certain your dad would have you paint the house before you left." <laughs> and my dad always had work for everybody. He's like, "Hey, right. hey, Peckerwoods is what he'd call me, right? Hey, right. Peckerwoods." Before you leave, can you come out and move this 800 pound refrigerator? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> damn it. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I am no stranger to uh, putting in work and doing some chores. But it begs a good question as Maverick has started kindergarten and, and you, you know, you have other children, obviously, that, that are right there as well or coming up into it. C- growing up in a small town, like I always thought to myself, I want my child to grow up in this kind of environment. Like it was really cool. We ran the town. Like we could go yeah. out at all hours of night, walk, you know, miles and miles and miles. He never worried about anything. Uh, we grew we grew up and graduated in a class of roughly sixty some odd, sixty five, and uh, it, there there wasn't a, everybody had clicks, right? right? But I would say that bullying wasn't like a huge deal, or if it was, we just kind of took it on the chin and laughed right. it off and moved on. Um, but now like stuff has gotten so serious and so Crazy. significant with social media and all that stuff. My question to you is you are a, a real life city boy now. And uh, <laughs> I tell people all the time now, Skeeter, he ain't hurting nobody. He ain't from <laughs> around here, uh, yes. but, but you are. And so my question to you is, was it a struggle like um, with the thought of raising your children in a big city versus a smaller town that you grew up in? Um, not, I wouldn't say a struggle. Um, I think as they're getting older and as the world around us is changing and we're all getting super soft without going into, you know, any details there, uh, it just sucks to be honest with you that, you know, it's, things aren't what they used to be. Uh, to your point earlier, we had stuff to do, we had chores, all this kind of stuff growing up. So, um, but, and if, if we wanted to play, we wanted to play outside, you know, we weren't allowed to even come inside until it was you know, dinner time or whatever. And now it's like, you can't find, you can find kids outside, but they probably are on their phone outside or they're texting while on their bike, maybe um, just stuff like that. And it just drives me insane. It really, really does. So as my kids are getting older and technology's uh, advancing and all this kind of stuff, it does bug me a little bit that it's not more simple like it used to be. Um, now that aside, yes. Are there opportunities that are uh, better for us, you know, for, for the adults, maybe, are there maybe a little bit better school districts, uh, that kind of stuff. Sure. Absolutely. But it's, uh, I wouldn't say it was a struggle. I mean, it is what it is. At the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do and put your kids where they need to go, uh, to get an education and all that. But, um, there are days where I really, really wish it were, we were, you know, in a little bit simpler, uh, area or at least times, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. S A W F T soft. Yes. Uh, you know, that's, it's, that's an interesting <laughs> concept because, you know, my life and my career is is really built on um, the thought of lacking judgment of others and, you know, trying to find inner strength and gravitate towards what makes you happy. Right. But in order to do so, oftentimes you need to address some of those feelings, some of those things that, that get you down, um, including but not limited to individuals that are consistently, you know, catching the short end of the stick. Now, whether they're manifesting that or whether it's something that is in real life uh, a a problem or something that has been created that they have to deal with. You know, it's interesting. I I hesitate to 
to call anybody soft, but I will definitely say that if we made our own mental fortitude uh, as much of a priority as we do the materialistic things that we go out and buy or the, right. you know, all, all the stuff that we think are, are going to get us happiness, man, society be in a lot better place as a result. I 100% agree. Yes. Do you teach that as a, as a trainer? Is that built into your, your, uh, your sessions, uh, mental fortitude, uh, personal life coaching, love and loss? Is that all in your oh, coaching? That- Absolutely. Um, and it, it, it just comes as the relationship with the client evolves and, and uh, grows. Um, obviously, it's built on trust first. Um, you know, you get to know the person, you lay out a guideline of, you know, here's what we can do uh, based on your abilities, all this kind of stuff. You set the goals, make sure that they're um, realistic and, and uh, measurable, of course. And then as you, as that person keeps coming in, um, you know, they learn to believe and see and trust in what the guideline was from day one. And yeah, then you just, you know, it just kind of, it's just organic, I guess would be a good word for it after, you know, since from that. So uh, I do, I talk a lot about, um, you know, what I do, whether it's with my workouts or at home or um, anything outside of the gym. Uh, I preach a lot on, uh, I don't know, gosh, it, it goes, it goes all over the place, but uh, therapist probably is one of the words I would say that I am, um, physical therapist, if you will. Yes. Um, and that's just, I guess you you just kind of have to roll up the punches on that. Um, if somebody's coming in and they're having a crummy day, obviously, you know, we talked about the whole smooth thing. I just, I try to keep, I try to match and see where they're at when they first get to me. And then I try to meet them there just a little bit and then slowly bring them up to where they can, you know, they're feeling better and they're, uh, you know, seeing the light at the end of that session or the tunnel, if you will. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a whole bunch of just like, you know, believe in yourself. Uh, you can do this. Like don't let outside things, you know, get you down or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I, I coach a lot on. Absolutely. Well, what a great segue. I don't know if you hear that Cassidy, do you hear Mr. Anderson? Hold on. Just, do you hear that? <laughs> Hey, that's, that is one Ric Flair, which means that it's time. It is time for a new segment. Uh, it's trivia time, brother. And so okay. what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop a couple of movie lines at you. These are pretty famous movie quotes. And you just okay. got to tell me, just got to tell me what movie you believe it's from. So okay. uh, there's no better person to start this segment off than you, because I feel like I feel like you of all people, you've seen some things in your life, including movies. So how do you feel? Are you feeling nervous? You feeling good? You feeling optimistic? Uh, I'm feeling all right about it. I think I can think I can hang. All right. Quote number one. You ready? Yes. They may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. That is that's is that Mel Gibson? It is Mel Gibson, yes. Uh, without the accent. From- Without right. Well, yeah, that, that's what threw me off. I was like, hold on. I know who yeah. it is, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell, you know, what genre, if you will. Yes. Um, he's got a, he's, uh, he's a painted face. I want to say Patriot, but that's a whole different. That's the next. That's another one. Yeah. I mean, um, one would say that he had a large heart and he was somewhat brave, uh, if you will. Yes. Braveheart. There oh, you go. Yes. He Give nailed it. <laughs> Actually, you start off with like a doozy. I'm all like, he's going to hit me with a 
with a comedy. I'm gonna be able to. I'm just gonna nail it. No, okay, all right, all right. But you know what? You know again. what though? What's that? You got it. I'll give it to you. Um, okay, here's a good one because I feel this way every single day that we meet uh, in the morning and we make eye contact, we bond, we handshake because you're in the midst of connecting with a client, building that relationship. But all of a sudden, I look at that. I look at that guy. Uh, that guy being you, Casty, of course. And, and, and it's almost internal dialogue. I look at you, you look back at me, and I say internally, which you, of course, capture the essence of, and I say it. I say, you complete me. And you're a re- you, you just you, are, you just know that that is from what movie? You complete me. I can't remember if that's the, I think that'd be the second uh, Austin Powers movie. Hmm. Second? Is it the know. first? I don't know. I mean, it might be in that movie, but I was thinking Jerry Maguire. Of course, Jerry oh, Maguire was, thinking, was the, You the, compete me. Yeah, th- that that is okay. okay. You know what? Okay. You better take that. Oh, we got we got to we got to check the <laughs> All right, they're going to give it to you. Okay. They're going to give it to you uh because of that yeah. is of course a reference to the one and only Jerry Maguire. All right. Oh, All right. You're, you're killing it. Um how about how about something to the extent of uh, doing the bull dance, feeling the flow, working, working it, it, working it, working it. Happy Gilmore, my man. Yep. You're killing it. You're killing it. Do the, uh, hey, do the chime. Make sure I get credit. Oh, for yeah, that. Sorry about that. There you go. Yeah. My bad. There you go. Uh, hey, don't hold me accountable. Hold me accountable. All right. <laughs> now, uh, now this gym, um, if you will, is, is one of the more serious flicks. Um, it's pretty intense. I mean, strong, strong storyline. Um, as a father, you know, you would probably do the same if this happened to you, but basically it goes like this. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you and I will kill you. Tip of my tongue. Uh, they've made three of them. If I, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Liam, Liam, he's in it. And one yeah. could say that if you, if your daughter or son were kidnapped, they right. were also synonymous with they were what from you? They were taken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that oh is my gosh. All right. Uh, so this is the fifth and final for now. Fifth oh, and final okay. for now. Are you ready? Yes, let's do it. All right. <sighs> Next thing you know. Change is missing off your dresser and your daughter's knocked up. I've seen it a thousand times. Building model airplanes, says the fairy. Why am I drawing a blank? This is a good one. This is a comedy flick. Comedy flick. I know. Um, If you were struggling uh, with your car, you had to take it into the shop. They might tell you that it's not stopping properly, so you needed new... Brakes. Brake pads. That's right. Mm-hmm. In which case you might get said brake pads from this particular individual who was a phenomenal brake pad salesman. Uh, uh, is this, this is black sheep. No. Um, gosh, dang it. Tommy boy. There yeah. we go. All right. Hey. You're off the hot seat, brother. You've done Callahan's. Yeah. 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 Callahan's. Yeah. I, that's where I buy from is Callahan's. Of, of course. Of course. Listen, I mean, for the first time ever, I feel like that segment went pretty decently well. I mean, if anything, you're really good at reading clues. Like blues clues. Bl- oh, blues clues. 
I got kid stuff in my head. You see yeah. how that happens? Like you take <laughs> us back. Maverick. First day of kindergarten. What was it like? Um, he loved it. We had a half, he had a half day. We picked him up, went to lunch. He chose the hey blue moose. If you want to talk about mm-hmm. blues, 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 yeah. Anyways, um, Miles Davis, <laughs> the universe. Uh, he had a he had a great day. Um, in fact, I think it was last Friday was the second day. That was a more funny in, uh, incident. We I pick him up. So, hey, man, tell me what you did today. And he's like, Dad, I can't. I, I, I don't even want to. I said, well, why? What's going on? He's like, we did. So, I, I can't even remember. We did so much stuff. Like, I, do, I can't even tell you all about it. We just did so much stuff. I'm exhausted. And I was like, oh, okay, then, you know, welcome to the real world, I guess. But it was just so cute how excited he was. He's meeting people. Um, every time we drive by the school, hey, that's my new school. I mean, he's he's loving it. So. Super What's excited there, for him. Any level of apprehension in going? Because uh, Brennan was he's yeah. pretty pretty anxious. First day one, he enjoyed it. He was excited. He got to go with his sister who's in third grade. Uh, he came home and and he said it was too long. And so day two and day three, he's cried both days. He told me, he said, Dad, I love school. I love, I love, I love it all. It's just mm-hmm. too long. And yeah. so that is generating some tears. Yeah. Um, he hasn't really said anything about that. The biggest thing, I think that when he, he was super excited to go because his older brother was going back to school and kind of teed it up for him, you know, like, oh, you're, you know, you get to do this, you have recess, you know, he completely set it up perfectly and set the stage. So Maverick kind of had some expectations, but now that he's in, you know, the actual situation of going, you know, to school for a full day, uh, it's been sort of eye opening for him, but he comes home and talks about it. He's super excited. And um, about the only thing that I've noticed from a, a parental standpoint is they don't take naps in kindergarten. Mm-mm. And so he's a little on the grouchy side when he gets home. Um, but if you, now that he, he actually just learned to ride his bike without the training wheels last Friday as well. And so now he's all about, you know, doing that. So if he's having, if, if I can tell he's a little tired, I just say, Hey, let's, you know, go outside, ride your bike and he's pumped and he's, he's over being tired and he just pushes through it. So. Man, but yeah. it's so funny that you use that as an example because um, I referenced in the intro that uh, about mid-September, I'm going to drop FU, Fundamism University. And it is comprised of a number of very tactical and specific fundamentals, things that you could incorporate in your life, either personally or professionally, to change the quality of it. And one of the fundamentals is be the change, right? And so Maybe Maverick comes home and he's tired or he's in a bad mood or whatever it may be. And so he's grumpy and he's putting all that energy on your shoulders or, you know, at your doorstep or whatever it may be. And you start to get down or whatever. So in the demo of this particular fundamental, Melissa, uh, my loving wife, sits down at the table and she's talking about drama. Adlin, you know, being a diva and Brennan wanting these Robux things that we buy and life being just stressful. And so I say... Let's be the change. Let's go outside. Cut to us drawing pictures on the driveway and riding a bike, which coincidentally, we just bought Melissa a bike, 20 bucks from my Aunt Carol. I'm kind of a deal finder, if you don't mind me saying. Nice. And uh, she rode a bike for the first time, Cassidy, in probably 26 years this week. Did it just come right back to her? You know what they say? Do you? Do you know what they say? Like riding a bike. What's that? It just comes right back to you. Never, 
I've never heard you that before. You, you never what? No. You never heard it's like riding a bike. Like, well, after you figured out, like you could go years without riding it, and it just yeah. takes like seconds. It's weird. I've never heard that. I was, you know what they say? I'm loving it. You know, like that. They say that too. I guess we should provide context of who's they. And anyway, dude, you are destroying this right now. Like destroying it in a good way. Uh, one of the reasons amongst many that I wanted to have you on my friend is we also share this kind of zest for life. And you invited me recently, although I did not attend. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, to a partay, but it wasn't just any partay. It was a themed partay that really follows in the, in the footsteps or in alignment with uh, the fundamentals of fundamentalism. What was this party title? <clears throat> We've had two of them, but the one you're referring to, it was called recess and it was all about being a kid again. So the basis of it was, Hey, I encourage you to come dress like your favorite childhood cartoon character or whatever movie or show you were into. Come dress like a favorite idol character, whatever it is. And we just come and play a bunch of games. Uh, we shot Nerf darts at each other. Um, we were going to do water balloons. Kind of went, didn't go that way. Um, there may have been some alcoholic beverages that were consumed. Um, and it was, it was glorious fun. It was a lot of fun to get some people around to just let loose. Uh, and just, just have a good time with remembering where we came from as a young child that had zero responsibilities and just go back to that. Cause obviously, you know, as you, as you get older, you have all the responsibilities and you have to, you know, follow rules and, you know, go to, go to work and make money and provide for kids. <laughs> and, and, right. So yeah, exactly. So but no, it was, it was a blast. We had a lot of fun. Why? So a lot of people think about how cool it would be to live life as a kid again. A lot of people wish that they could be lighthearted and remove themselves from responsibility for at least a day. But you actually created a whole party uh, that was themed as such. So why did you decide to move forward with that? And where, where did that idea come from? Um, so a buddy of mine, Stormy, one of the trainers at Lifetime. Shout out to Stormy. <gasps> yep, yep. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we just got on this kick of doing themed parties and it was mainly just to get people together to have fun, whether it was trainers from the gym, just, you know, team building events, but you know, whatever, but have a theme to go with it so that it's not just, you know, just a, another party or whatever to hang out. There's something that you had that you could bring to just, it's like an icebreaker. You know what I mean? You, just, you show up, you look goofy as hell and you have a great time and everybody laughs and, and, it, and it's, it's all as well. Um, so we did one that was a dad bash, um, a few months back and you had to be, you didn't have to be a dad, but you had to come dressed like, you know, a dad and it was amazing. And so, you know, fast forward six weeks later, I wanted to involve more people, not just fellas. And we got a bunch of people together to, again, live like we were kids again, uh, play yard games, play kickball. Uh, I mean, we had a four square drawn up on the concrete. I don't think anybody actually played it. Mm. Um, you know, we, we were attempting to do some Capri Sun margaritas, uh, Ooh. things of that nature. Didn't quite go that route, went a different route, um, in the form of summer brew. That's another story. We had a great time. And the whole point was just to get people together to do something fun, uh, without it just being the norm. Like, Hey, I like your black shirt. Thanks. Your black shirt is pretty cool though. So man, 
Capri Suns, first and foremost, delicious. I'm actually saddened that you didn't go that route. Right. And that is a personal challenge that I would like you and I to accept. Um, but we've never hung out personally. So I not think we, we get something not on yet. the calendar. Not yet. We get no, something on no. the calendar. And the first time we do it, we have to have some Capri Sun margaritas. I, I don't know I, if, it, if it went awry because you guys couldn't find a recipe, but we got to figure this out. That sounds amazing and delicious. I, right. Exactly. So um, <laughs> if you're listening right now, you, you may recall that I said that the podcast had become a little boring to me and it was just very repetitive. I got, I got to the point where I was just doing a talk show where I was asking a bunch of questions and it was cool. And there was always some tactical things for growth. And I, and I still want to do that, but I want to get back to my roots, my roots of, of laughter and entertainment and being lighthearted. And Cassie, you were, you were the perfect first guest to help me do that. And, um, one of the things that I don't want to lose sight of, though, is a lot of folks don't know how to bring about more fun in their day or be more childlike. And so to the Fundamism Podcast listener, I just want to explicitly call out what Cassidy just said. It's cool, like removing yourself from responsibility and being a child and, and reliving those childhood moments. And so he actually facilitated amongst his best friends uh, something called recess, where Everything was was childhood themed and you had a lot of fun. You don't have to have a party to do something like that. You could literally challenge yourself in any given day to have a theme for your family or a theme at work or dress up silly and see if anybody notices or leverage movie quotes or, um, you know, what? Oh, you know what that sound means, Cassidy? You said you said dad bash was the first party you did? That was the first party. Well, that sound tone, of course, individuals clapping. Uh, typically, what happens is if you tell a good joke, people enjoy it. So this is our next segment called dad jokes, <laughs> my friend. Dad jokes. So uh, again, another thing that you could do and incorporate in any given day to bring a little more joy, fun, and fulfillment to it. Uh, if you don't have dad jokes, well, guess what? There's a little thing called the interwebs. Right. And uh, so I think we just go back and forth. Uh, you got you got enough content for five dad jokes? Oh, I got plenty. All right. So we're going to go back and forth. Five and five. Okay. Okay. Um, are you going first? You want me to? Man, as the guest, I feel like you should definitely. Should, start. Should, I, should I set the tone? Yeah, please. All right. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was good. I like that. All right. Paul, are you ready? Yes, I am. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? Supplies! <laughs> you know what would have also been acceptable? <laughs> well, oh, broom shakalaka. <laughs> Get hey, it? There you go. I, just, right. made that. I, I just made that up. That was quick. That Supplies. Was Supplies. That was super good. Yeah. Um, but you know janitors... They do need supplies. And you know where supplies are made, right? Factories. And so do you know what you might call a factory that just makes okay products? Hmm. Again, a factory that just makes okay products. Hit me with it. One would call that a satisfactory. Ah, (laughs) satisfactory. You know what I'm talking about. I love it. Yeah. All right. Why does a mermaid wear seashells? Why does a mermaid wear seashells? Um, 
I don't know. I don't know that. Because she grew out of her bee shells. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> oh, man. I don't, man. You know, though, I mean, real talk, like we talk about fears in life. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that get people down. There's a lot of anxiety. You talked about it, you know, when connecting with your clients and sometimes you become a therapist and, you know, it's important to address things that give us fear or quite honestly, things that you don't trust. Like me specifically, I don't trust stairs. You know what I mean? I just don't trust them because they're always up to something. (laughs) They're always... They're up to, yeah, you get it. (laughs) Uh, What is Thomas the Train Engine's favorite rapper? Thomas the Train Engine's favorite rapper would be uh, Wilson, who sang Two Trains. (laughs) Two Trains. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, you mentioned bicycles earlier bicycles. Uh, and of course my wife rode a bike for the first time in, in multiple, multiple years. And it was, it was weird because, um, we found that the, the bicycle couldn't even stand up by itself. Like it was weird. Do you know why? Why is that? Paul? It, it was too tired. Too tired. Hmm. What do mermaids wash their fins with? What do mermaids wash their fins with? I don't know. Tide. Oh, just because tide is also there's a, there's a, something there's a that leverages. Okay, yeah, you I get it. Put it in your washer. Oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> now, listen, I, I was going to tell a joke about chemistry. I was going to tell a joke about chemistry, Cassidy, but uh, I didn't think it would get a reaction. Clearly, I was wrong. I was wrong, though. It got one. It got that a reaction. Awesome. All right. Hey, this is this is the big one. This is number five. This is the coup de grace. Yeah. So don't blow this for us. Gosh. Okay. That's a lot of pressure because I kind of have a naughty one, but I'm going to go with a little more mellowed out one. How about that? I'll you be do, nice. You could do whatever. Okay. Why isn't there a pregnant Barbie doll? Why isn't there a pregnant Barbie doll? I mean, the obvious reason is Ken doesn't have the goods. Yeah, Ken came in a different box. Oh, Oh my gosh. That was intense. (laughs) And I'm not talking about camping. (laughs) Oh, my. I see what you did there. Yeah. I like that. Oh, man. (laughs) Can we talk about a serious topic, though? Let's do it. Addiction. Like, I mean, true segue into addiction. <clears throat> I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to open up a little bit. I, uh, at one point in time in my life, Cassie, I was, I was, addi- I was addicted to soap and, uh, it was, it was a really tough time for me. Um, but <laughs> I'm happy to say that, uh, in being addicted to soap, I learned a lot and, uh, I'm clean now. <laughs> I'm, I'm clean now. You get it? So. Be, man. <laughs> oh, uh, that was good. You're good, man. Look, let's listen. Do you hear that? <laughs> I'm 
standing room only around here. People enjoying it. Dude, you killed that. Hey, so as we start to wrap up our time together, man, like not to be underscored is my love for you and like how funny and engaging and, and really present you are. I, uh, in conversation specifically, uh, which is one of our fundamentals, you know, create meaningful interactions, no matter what anybody's going through. I feel like just a, a couple of minutes with Cassidy might help pull them through a rut or, uh, through a, a tumultuous time in their life or day or whatever it may be. So that said, that's kind of interesting to me in your space as a, a trainer, my space. my space. Yes. Sorry. I just, okay. You still have it. You still I do not. I never, I never had, I was a never had. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, Anyways. did you have an AOL login? Um, for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And then I got hot mail. Yes. I still and have a hot mail account. I don't anymore. <laughs> if anybody wants to email that it's Paul long four zero four at hotmail.com. I could assure you it won't get checked nor responded <laughs> to you, but I still do own one. That's what, you know, how you have to supply your email address for like, you know, raffle and stuff like that, like, or sign up here for whatever. I always give my hotmail address. Because yeah, yeah, I give him my Yahoo one that I've had since high school, and it's yeah. just full of junk. Yeah, for sure. So I mentioned earlier, Crystal was on the podcast years ago, and we kind of talked about um, being a being a trainer and having to connect with people. And I found that there's there's a lot of different types of trainers. And for years, having been a gym rat and gone to Genesis and Twenty Four Hour Fitness and uh, Planet Fit, what's the Planet Fitness, the purple, that's, that's the, the purple one. one. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Very purple. Yeah. Very purple. Lifetime Fitness. Um, all, all of the gyms, essentially. I've been to them all. Uh, Golds, huh, even Platinums, um, which I is haven't been to that one. Yeah. That's in my basement. Uh, <laughs> play your cards right, and I might take you. <laughs> I'll do a session for you. I'll stretch you out, bro. Uh, <laughs> side note Cassidy is the breast stretcher, the breast. Uh, he is the breast router of all, Whatever, of yep. all people. I can um, do that. You do a great job stretching me out, man. But uh, there's met- multiple different types of, of trainers. And for years, I always thought to myself, how do folks make a living carrying themselves like they're annoyed by every individual that crosses paths with them or asks them a question? And there was a theme that I noticed for years and years and years that there were a lot of trainers that would not say hi or I would make eye contact with them and I'd literally see them every day and wave or say, hello, how's your day going? And they would just keep walking. Um, was that something like back in the day, Abercrombie taught their, their folks how to do that. Like the cooler you look, the more people want to be like you. Right. And you had to smell good too. And you did have to smell and your clothes had to be two sizes too small. Right. And you had to be able to wash your clothes on your stomach. So yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So hence the reason why I was an amazing Abercrombie model. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I sold all of the kids Abercrombie clothes. Uh, side note, my buddy did like all the way through college. He worked as a manager for Abercrombie kids and he was so small that he would bring home all the Abercrombie kids clothes and it would, that would fit him. He's just a, he was just an itty bitty guy. He needed some Mr. Anderson in his life. You know what that's from that I keep saying that from? Mr. Anderson. Do you know that? Are you uh, referring to the Matrix, my good friend? Dude, I'm real. I can do that. I'm, I'm actually pretty decent. Ask me tomorrow. I'll, I'll show it to you. I want to see it. I want to see you go back on. I can. Yeah, whatever that is. My question is, 
Were you trained in the art of relationship building and connecting? Uh, or is that something that just comes innately to you? Um, so to be brutally honest, I was just kind of raised to not be a pecker head, if you will. Um, <laughs> and just be nice to others. It's plain and simple. You know what I mean? Uh, I know exactly. And so, so growing up, you know, I, I was kind of an overweight, you know, fat kid, if you will. And I mean, I had lots of friends. I, I kind of survived on my, I guess you'd say funniness. I'm not hilarious, but I do okay from time to time, you know, give me, given the right situation where I'm going with this is I, you just learn to be nice to other, everybody else around you, no matter what the situation, go out of your way to help others. And it will come back to, you know, it'll, it'll come back to you, you know, mm. tenfold, whatever it is Yeah. And in all situations. And so as I got into the fitness realm and realized like, Hey, this is what I want to do for a living. Um, it's all about retention when you get to this level. And so in order to retain your clientele, you not only have to provide results, you have to be there for them. You know, it's accountability. It's all these, it's, it's, you know, reassurance each and every day, motivation, all that stuff. And it's super hard to provide that to your clients. If you're kind of an a-hole, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And, and so you bring all the, you know, all these years of being nice to others and just being friendly and just saying, hi, you know, howdy, Hey, whatever, hi y'all, whatever it is that however, you know, however you want to address people, and just a simple wave, nod of the head, a wink, whatever it is, just do it. You know what I mean? Just plain out, flat out, do it. Just do it. And I've heard yeah. that someplace before. Yeah, exactly. And I, uh, and I feel like that's the, the most simple thing you could possibly do just to enlighten somebody else's day. When they, you know, when they begin to trust and, and uh, grow with you as a client, then it just, it opens up and makes retention that much easier. Uh, they keep coming back, you know, keep coming back. It works if you work it, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, right. And so, and that, that's, that's how it should just be. So I, I guess my advice to anyone out there who's, whether it's fitness or any type, anything really just go out of your way to hold a door for somebody, be nice, smile, uh, you know, be the reason someone smiles today. I love that. That's, that's actually great. Uh, it's it's the whole smile and move the smooth thing we talked about earlier. Move exactly, and I promise you, it will do wonders for you. Maybe not that second or that moment, or maybe maybe it'll come back to you two months later, a year later, whatever. But you're going to change someone's life just by being there for them and saying hi to them each and every day. You don't know what that person's going through, and I've had people that I say hi to every single day. I don't know their names, but they'll approach me and they're like, Hey, you know, I've seen you doing this, this, and this, this client of yours looks great. I want to train or whatever, you know, next thing you know, you have a new client mm -hmm. and that can go in whatever realm that you work in, um, whether it's health or, uh, real estate, which I didn't know you did. What is, so tell me about this. I didn't know that you dabble in real estate. I do. I dabble. Yeah. Um, so I'll start off by saying I'll be 35 in a couple of months. And so Woo! when I was, I know, right? And I'm this handsome still. Holy yeah, I know, crap. for sure. Anyway, just kidding. I don't know why my wife puts up with me. Um, but I, I told myself, like, I just, I got to get a big kid job. I've done training um, for 17 years, 17 years. And that's great and all. And I, I'm good at it. I enjoy it. It's, it's fun. But I was like, man, I just don't know if I want to be a 35 or a 40 year old trainer. Now, there's nothing against that. There's a lot of people out there in the world that are, 
you know, 50, 60, whatever, and they have a successful training career, whatever fitness, whatever nutrition, whatever it may be. But I just told myself, like, I need to get something on, I need to do a side hustle. You know what I mean? And so about, I don't know, five or so years ago, got my real estate license. I just do it on the side. I do it for friends, family, um, clients, whatever. And at some point, if that's the end route that I go to where that's my primary gig, great. I love it. It's fun. Um, but right now, I'll be honest with you, I'm loving just doing it as kind of the side thing. Um, obviously, I want to do more and more, of course. Uh, so if you're you know looking to buy or sell and you're in the Kansas City market, you just hit me right up. But regardless, uh, it's fun because I get to do what I love each and every day. I get to be around uh, tons of people who are wanting to better themselves uh, in, the, in the fitness area. Um, I get to create those relationships each and every day with my clients who are some of them are some of my best friends. I've had them, you know, some clients for years mm. and then I get to go, you know, collect a little side check and, uh, and help someone find their potential, their first home or their forever home or whatever it may be. So it's a lot of fun, but yes, I do dabble in it. Uh, and it's, I like it. It's good. Well, I got to imagine it's, uh, you know, the relationship that you form and that you create, uh, in partnership with your clients in the gym probably would help facilitate relationships outside of the gym as well. Absolutely. Sure. A strong client base for you as well from the real estate standpoint. So, you know, yeah. I'm really proud of you, man. I didn't know that you were doing that. You do look amazing for 35. Coincidentally, I too have been training for 17 years. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you though, I'm not a political guy, like at all. Like I run from all things politics. I don't really even engage in conversation about it. Right. Uh, but with all this talk of the Second Amendment, and um, I'm really fearful that someone's going to come take my guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. Look at that. That's, that's a, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love it. Good nothing. I love and, it. And, um, last thing. So, you know, you have definitively made a living for as long as you had uh, in your uh, place of not only interest, but expertise. Um I heard many consistencies in how you present yourself, but if you had to really categorize all of your success, uh, however you define success, and had to pinpoint one thing as a direct root or, or the direct foundational element of why things have gone for you in life the way that they have, what would you say that could be attributed to? Um, I'd say. I'm, you know, the, the word that comes to mind is perseverance. If I have to name it down to one word and it's just, you know, working what, what it means to me, working your ass off each and every day to provide for either yourself, if you're by yourself, for your family, uh, your, you know, your wife, your husband, whatever the case is for those around you. And you have to, you, you have to, you know, my dad always said, you have to make hay when the sun shines. Mm. And that's, you just got to basically grab life, you know, just right up in there, just grab it. And you have to make every situation that you're given the most out of, you have to make the most out of every situation. Mm. And so that being said, uh, that's my biggest advice. I know it sounds like kind of just very broad, but if you can work your ass off each and every day to better yourself, even if it's one small, tiny little thing, like we talked about earlier with smile at somebody, wave at somebody, um, whatever it is, don't have road rage. I don't know what it could be anything. Um, just go out of your way to be nice to somebody else. And it will not only set the tone and helping you that day, uh, but maybe that person it, it'll, you know, come back around, it'll make their day better, whatever it is. Um, but just work hard at it, strive at it, set goals that are realistic. 
um, and measurable. And there's a, I came across something the other day. I'm going to probably butcher it, but it was something like uh, dreams are, what is it? Dreams are goals that um, have no timeline or something mm. of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm probably butchering that, but it's something like that. And it, and it hit me. I wish I had it right in front of me. That sounds, that sounds, I've heard something of that. That sounds similar. That sounds, right. I think you nailed it. Yeah, I, I hope so. Cause I, I don't know, whoever, whoever. Yeah, that makes on. sense. Dreams, dreams are goals that you don't put a timeline on or you don't like, so you're just dreaming if you don't specifically set down and put a course of action in the plan. So that makes complete sense. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the thing. Sit down, line out what you want to do, whether it's in life or for the day. I mean, you could break, you can make it just, you know, daily three day goal, whatever, you know, whatever it is, or what I'm going to do in three years, five years. And just figure out how you're going to do it. And whatever that plan is, you have to work your ass off each and every day. Persevere and get after it. Mm. Well, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, one thing I would like to add to what you just said is that we talk about goal setting a lot. Goal setting being, you know, lose 10 pounds, right? Or get back to the gym for the first, you know, whatever. New Year's resolutions or or, you know, find a job that makes you, whatever it may be. Right. Sure. But I, I would like to extend uh, your challenge and, and offerance of, uh, of goal setting and, and being diligent and persevere through challenge to say that goal setting could be as simple as being deliberate and making somebody smile, you know, like Absolutely. specifically goal setting could be, I'm going to, stri- I'm going to tell five dad jokes today and they're not all going to hit, right. but, I'm, I'm, but, but I'm going to tell five of them. Yep. And the goal is to potentially make one person say, you're an idiot, right? right. Or whatever. Gosh, and, and I used to say all the time, like, whether they're laughing at me or with me, I don't they're care. They're still laughing. Yeah, they're, they're still laughing. laughing. Exactly. So, deliberately, what I'm trying to do is get people out of their head. And Cassidy, I will say that I heard a quote today, um, and it was something to the extent of, let the light inside you shine brighter than that of which is upon you. And right. that was just like, boom. Cause we all have, even in our darkest days, right. We have a light about us. And if you're deliberate and, and, and you persevere through challenge and you set goals and you, you try to do things that you know are going to generate more happiness, not just for yourself, but for others as well, then man, life's going to yeah. get a whole lot better. So, Hey 100%. brother, you have effectively, uh, shined your light on me. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And, uh, and you've, you've made my day. Uh, you wore the what's good shirt. You made me laugh. You shared stories of memories past. Uh, and I, got a lot, was, I got a lot more. I got well, a lot more. So. We've only just begun. But that, uh, <laughs> the one thing that I hope that a lot of people take away from this session is uh, the recess. Like that particular party and being childlike. That's something that we could all do like right now, today. Right. Uh, just go out and be childlike. Do one thing that reminds you of your childhood and potentially you're going to bring some joy to your day. So if anybody wants to get a hold of Mr. Anderson, where would we find you, Cassidy? Um, not, well, I don't think you're on Instagram. I'm not. I'm boring, man. I don't I'm think you're on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I am on LinkedIn, believe it or not. Oh, I haven't wow. used it forever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but, uh, but I'm, 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 on, I'm on Facebook. Um, you know, I, that's, that's pretty much it. Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of a hermit when it comes to social media stuff, but that's probably the better, to be honest with you. So he's old school. Uh, 
Yep. Find me at uh, Lenexa Lifetime. I'm there all the time. I live there pretty much. My home away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you ever have any questions, feel free to get with Paul and he'll uh, he'll set you up with me and we can go from there. I will make a warm introduction. One of the cool things that Cassidy is doing right now um, is he's actually building plans for individuals. So you don't even have to, based on what I understand, I mean, it'd be ideal if you could show people what these exercises look like. And that is an right. offering that you have. Uh, but let's say you just uh, watched me speak in Chicago and you love the sound of Cassidy's voice and you think that he makes you laugh uh, and maybe you want a new workout program. You know what he could do? Build it for you. Is that wrong mm-hmm. or right? Am I wrong or right? If, if uh, You know what they say? If you build it, they will come. Who's, who's oh, no. Who says that? Um, have you not seen Field of Dreams? Never heard of it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's what the oh the major league baseball thing that they just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that game. I know it's right. right. It was amazing. It, the the um, broadcaster said that. What's that? Broadcaster said something about if you build it, it will come or something. It's from the original movie. What, come on, 30, Cassidy. I'm just joking. Ago. With, okay, bro. good. Just making sure that we're on the same page. Tell here. me, tell me about this 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 folk, this individual in Chicago that wants to potentially work with you. Is that a possibility? Absolutely. So. Um, Lifetime has given us the tools, resources, everything we possibly need to uh, put together on an app, um, a, a complete virtual platform for you uh, so that it doesn't matter if you live in a super, super small town miles and miles away from a Lifetime or if you actually go to Lifetime and, and uh, each and every day, it doesn't matter. We have an option for that person um, to follow along with, whether it's if they don't have the financial means to... Uh, pay for a trainer all the time or whatever, but this allows them to, uh, in a nutshell, they have something to follow each and every day. It gives them, tells them what exactly to do, uh, how many reps, how many sets. It gives videos if you don't know what it is. Um, there's a, a part of the platform involves a uh, kind of a communication area so that, say, if you have an, a question like, what is an RDL? You know, you message it, it, it you know, dings me and I can Basically, it's just like text messaging. It allows me to respond, get back to you, and we can stay in touch that way. It helps keep all of your uh, weight or body fat, whatever goal, like any type of measurements that you're taking or that you want to improve on. Uh, There's an area in the app that allows you to keep track of all that stuff as well. Um, But it's it's, ultimately, it's just a great way if you're on the go all the time, if you travel a lot for work, or if you have no... It doesn't matter if you have any uh, equipment at all. Like you can, I can build programming for someone who literally has nothing but some, you know, aluminum cans or whatever. So um, cool little platform that we can provide and send to them. It's a free app. Um, we do offer a, um, what is called a digital membership through Lifetime. That's a, that's a possibility. So you, like I said, if you live in a town of a uh, hundred and you have no gym close to you, you can actually, you know, pay the, the fee for the digital membership, super affordable. And you can get linked up with myself who can build a program for you and your friends, whatever. So it's a really cool way to have that accountability without having to be in person with, with that trainer or whatever it is. Love it, man. Like, like they say, I'm loving it. You know, so what I just <laughs> heard you say is that if you're sitting around and you have a wealth of aluminum cans and you don't know what to do with them, uh, contact me, Paul Long. I will connect you with my guy Cassidy, and he'll build yep. a workout that caters specifically to you and your aluminum cans. I'll rock your socks off there. That's his workout in a nutshell, and this is me in a <laughs> nutshell. Help! How did I get in this nutshell? 
How do I get out? Cassidy, you're the freaking man. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. From the bottom of my heart, man, I thank you for coming on. If you want to reach out to Cassidy again, Lifetime on 87th in Lenexa, Kansas, or connect with me. I'll get you connected, brother. We love you. Thank uh, you so much. Great opportunity. Um, you, you are the man. What you're doing for those around you, especially for me, I definitely appreciate you each and every day. Thank you for the platform to speak on and have a little fun. So I look forward to doing doing it again and sharing more and more stories with you. And I'll yeah. come back with some better dad jokes. Well, dude, we're not ending here. So don't you go dying on me now. <laughs> to you, the Fundamism Podcast listener, we greatly appreciate your support. We couldn't be whatever the hell we are without you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart as well. Be on the lookout for FU, Fundamism University, to, uh, to find some real specific ways to improve the amount of joy, fun, and fulfillment in your life. So until I see you on the flip side, be safe, smile often, have fun, and deuces. Deuces.